When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Dicker kicker. I like what you did there. <laughs> I like what you did there. Shout out to RG3 for Was it RG3 to say it was a thicker kicker? I think so. That okay. sounds about like something RG3 would say, so I'm going to yeah. say yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was full of puns yesterday. He asked, what has happened to Colby Wooden this year? Is it a product of scheme? What's going on with him? Um, so so there, there's a combination of things. Um, to Mike's point, everybody's got film on you right now, and they know Kobe wins a game record. So we're going to run it away from him. We're going to double team him. We're going to make sure we do things to try to take him out of the game plan. And then I do think a portion of it is, uh, despite, you know, again, what I do know about this coaching staff, they don't like disclosing injuries. Co- Kobe's actually hurt right now. He's he's got a, He's been playing with an elbow brace for a while and he had a thing with like an ankle. So he hasn't been Kobe Wooden 100%. That's not making an excuse for him. But he, there are some things that he's dealing with. Um, but a, a lot of it is just they just don't want to they don't want to deal with him. So they're trying to do things to take him out of the game plan. Um, and I think what I would love to see Kobe do is understand how they're trying to take him out of the game and figure out what his counterpunch is going to be to that stuff. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a part of coaching as well is understanding how they're trying to take your guys out of the game plan. And how do we do something to negate their ability to do that? Um, So hopefully we'll figure out a way to get Kobe more impactful into this season um, as the season goes on. Thomas Jones, appreciate the super sticker. We're equal to you. Ed Darby asks, simply, or as he says, basically, simply, Auburn ran its script and scored. Mizzou threw an interception. Auburn continued their script, scored again. Mizzou was like, that's enough. Put eight or nine in the box. No more points in regulation. Yeah, this is the point that we're making about you having to be, again, this is a, this is a pretty extensive playbook, right? Like, they, this isn't like, it seems like we don't have a lot of plays in the playbook based upon what's being called on game day, but they install a lot of stuff going into yeah. a week. And they have a, I mean, this is a, a pro level playbook. There's a lot of stuff that they have at their disposal that they can call upon when they go into the game plan this week. I just hope that they say, all right, we're going to install some different stuff. We're not because what they installed this week for Missouri looked a lot like the install they had last week for Penn State. Yeah. But it was a completely different you 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 were going into that game having sub packages for Robbie. Robbie's your number one now. You need to figure out what the primary stuff for him is going to be so it looks different because you're taking advantage of the fact that he's not just a guy who can run. 
He's he is a quarterback. Let him yeah. play quarterback. Yeah. I was gonna say that jump ball that Robbie threw to uh, Coy on the sideline is a great. I would like to see more of that. I would yeah. like to see more. Look, go let these. You know, as people are complaining about our receivers, but I just think we haven't seen enough of them. Um, these guys, I, like, these guys are, can are go get the really ball. Really complaining that the receivers aren't playing well. Like, I just I don't know that that's fair. Yeah, it's just not. It's not at all. Like, uh, let these guys go get the ball a little bit more and just see what. I mean, what's the what's the point? You know, do, do you remember late in the game? It might have been in overtime. There was a ball that uh, Robbie threw to Deal, and it was just outside. Oh yeah, yeah, race, it was overtime, it right? Was overtime. And in my mind, I was just like, man, tight end play has been so disappointing. If that was Javarius, if that was one of these receivers, do they go get that ball? Right. And make a yeah. play for the I, I would have liked to see Landon King be the person in that. Like oh, again, this is this is this goes back to. I'm sorry. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm picking on Eric Keesaw, and I haven't looked at the film. It sounds like I'm picking on him, but you're deciding who is in the position to be running that route. And as much as I like Luke Deal, he's not the guy that I would choose to be in that position. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe Shanker, but like, really, nobody at the tight end position has super impressed me. So, like, I'd rather have Frazier had run that round. Yeah, just he's right. a bigger target. He's faster. Right? Yeah, it just feels like you know there was somebody there that could have gone up and made a play for that ball, All right? And so, um, yeah, I'm with them now. Last year, we were told Coach Corn uh, was not in charge of the receiver, like rotations like who went in the game mm. and i would love to know uh again when you're running 12 personnel is the receiver coach or who's in charge of like which tight ends go in the game and i just i don't know man it, it, it just feels like the wrong guys are in the wrong and then javaris johnson gets lost in the offense completely to the point that i was like did he play yesterday yeah, he was on. The field. I saw. I saw him on the field. I know. Yeah, I noticed like, late in the game. He was. I have on the snap field. counts right here. Let's see. Javarius Johnson was on the field for thirty-five plays. That's crazy. After midway through the third quarter, I I was legitimately questioning whether he was out or hurt. So yo, know, but again, it's different to your to your point about Wooden Ike. It's different when you're the guy and they're game planning for you now. Right. You've got three games, three games worth of tape on Javarius, and he's clearly the guy. So, you know, they maybe had a plan. I, you know, I watched the film. It's tough because we can't see routes down the field. Um, but it was it was tough to watch, man. I, I don't know, man. Eric Kiesel. But th- this is what I mean about when I said earlier, like, I'm not saying that 12 personnel is bad, but let's just take a 12 personnel scenario, right? Let's say we're going to keep everybody in in some sort of max protect just to make sure you know, and and let's say they're going to do a, a two date, two deep safety look, right? So that they have someone to cover double team our outside receivers, right? So you've occupied four on the outside. That should mean play action, run fake, short tight end seam instead of running a slant with your receiver should be wide open because nobody's there to cover the middle of the field except a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And if you play action with that, it sucks the linebackers up. You throw it right over the top with the tight end. So you do have the ability in a twelve personnel to have things there. Let's say they decide they're going to do a single high safety on the out uh, on the top, right? That means they can only double team to one side. So you have jump balls on uh, and one-on-one matchups on the outside on one of them. You just have to decide which of those matchups do you want to do pre-snap and then go after it. Give a guy a chance, back shoulder it, quick slant, whatever it is. 
you can do things to spread an offense out with just two. If you're committed, we're going to have tight ends on the field. There's ways to do it and still make sure that you're getting the ball in the air to your playmakers. And my point is that we have to be more creative with the ways that we're utilizing the personnel. It's not Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Not just about what personnel groupings are out there. It's if I'm going to run this personnel, how do I most effectively use them? We haven't figured that out yet. We haven't. Cameron, Cameron Carr, appreciate the super chat. He says, I've been an Auburn fan a long time. Games like this happen. No one left on our schedule is unbeatable. Georgia excluded. They mm. looked a little vulnerable mm. yesterday. Kent so State. You never know. Yeah, Kent State definitely I, put points up on them. One and I, two. I still have hope. Maybe against LSU, we change it up. Maybe. I think that's where you see. I think this next game is really where you see um, whatever like allies they have left in the fan base turn is, is that if you go out there and you lose this game with it looking the same as what you were doing, it's going to be, it's just going to be like, man, how many, how much, how many times can you do the same thing expecting a different result? Like, yo, uh, I don't know that this team turns around much unless you're going to put different guys in by game five of the season. They just kind of are what they are at this point. Figure it out. Joey Kelsey, best receiver group I've seen at Auburn in a long time. If we can't get them the ball, I fear they transfer next I love year. these guys, man. This, I this love is, this group of receivers. This is, a, yeah. this is a true statement, though. Like, why would you stay at this point at Auburn until unless you – here's the stark reality. If you keep the same offensive coordinator – why would I want to play for this guy for another year? He's clearly not going to get me the ball. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't see uh, a reason. I don't see a reason to want to stay if you're a wide receiver when they're clearly not trying. And if you're thinking, well, it, it's offensive line, we don't have a bunch of new offensive line recruits to get excited about. If you're thinking it's quarterback, maybe Holden Garner turns into something into year in year two, but you you're, you're going to have Robbie Ashford here next year. They need to prove they know how to utilize him in the pass game. Right. Right. That's just that's the reality of where you are right now projecting forward. You've got to do something and this week needs to be the week where you show we're we're ready to take that turn. Right. Josh Knox asks, "Why didn't we kick a field goal with a minute 30 left in the game?" This is a great. This is a great question. This is a great question. This is a great question. Listen, this would have been a very important question had the game turned out differently, and that guy doesn't fumble going into the end zone. It would have taken us back to this very point here. How long was that field goal? Uh, It would have ended up being like a forty, a forty-five, something like that. Is is faith in Carlson starting to wane? So they asked Coach Harson this in the post game, whether or not they still have faith in in um, Anders Carlson. He said, we still have faith in him. I don't know how much of that's accurate. Right. But, yeah, he's, he's but what that. he did say was that 
he felt like you know we had been up into that point. I think we had gotten all of our fourth downs. Uh, let me three. go. So yeah. we were we so he was just he was confident we could go get another fourth and short. What I hate again. I'm sorry, Eric Kisa. If you watch this, you're gonna hate me, bro. I hate the play call. Yeah, I hate the play call in that scenario. I don't the hate middle. them going for it. I actually, I actually think going for it was, was the calling. correct decision. The, the announcer, the announcer was all over this too. You, you don't give the defense time to beat your O line by handing it off to Tank, who's five yards. Was it fourth and line. inches? It was yeah. fourth yeah. and yeah. inches. Yes. Yeah. When you so, can just go QB sneak it. QB sneak, RPO, something that lets the defense have to take a half a step more or half a second longer to figure out what's going on. You either go quickly or you make them react a little bit less quickly. But you don't just line it up as if it's a goal line situation, turn around and hand it to Tank on a deep set. I thought that that was an awful play call for that scenario. Whether it had worked earlier in the game, that's even more reason to not do the exact same play. It's just right. you can't keep going back to the well when you've seen your offensive line is getting abused in the middle. You can't you can't do that. Yeah. That was I, that was just not a good play call at all. Yeah, I wouldn't trust this line in that situation necessarily. So um there there were a lot of things that I mean, the scenario would have been seventeen fourteen, right? If they had kicked a field goal there. Uh, with a chance to stop Missouri um, from scoring a field goal. Uh, they obviously didn't score when they got the ball back, right? Or the game would have been over, but they almost did <laughs> because yeah, they mean, got it, all the way down there. So, like, right. I mean, they should have been kicking a field goal to tie, Correct. essentially, or yeah. it yeah. would have been, or he would have still checked it and you win and you win a regulation. Right. Pretty much, yeah. So and so that was my, my whole thing was well, we needed my, less time to be on the clock. Sorry to cut right. you off, Ike. I mean, you know, Missouri decided not to punch the ball in. You remember they were inside the ten, yeah, and tried to run the and clock they, out. Yeah, they they kicked the field goal. There's they literally actually, no. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, they probably still could have won. Uh, yeah. They were driving. If they had like, tried to score a touchdown, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so he, here's here's the danger of them trying to score a touchdown. You get what you get in overtime, which is you're reaching to try to do something, and something stupid happens. Oh yeah, they, picking I, the end was, zone. Yeah, that yeah. was the right decision sure. by Drinkwitz. Drain the clock out. We're going to get out of here on a chip shot field goal. There's literally no issue with the decision either coach made about fourth and one, go for it, or kick a field goal or inside the 10-yard line, just kill the clock and get out of here on a chip shot. Both of those decisions, to me, if I were the coach, I'd have made both of those decisions. I'm not mad at either one of them. Hate the play call. I feel terrible for the kicker. It was such a terrible (laughs) foreshadowing for that guy because they kept saying on the broadcast, you know, this guy doesn't warm up. He doesn't take (laughs) warm-up kicks. He just goes out there and... Kicks well, it. I mean, apparently <laughs> he hasn't missed an extra point in like ninety something tries. Listen, when that when the when the game's on the line, right, and and you know what I mean, and things start to tighten up, muscles get loose, uh, uh, get tight. Uh, 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 the pressure, the tension, man, is something different for kickers. And I mean, we saw Carlson almost blow it, mm-hmm. but got gifted another kick, right, and right. it was. I mean, it's it's really Twice. tough. Twice, right? Like, it's tough. So, I, I, it seems like, <laughs> I don't, 
I was shocked. I knew he was going to miss it because they kept harping on the fact that he doesn't warm up. And I was like, this sets up perfect. This sets up perfect for him to miss it. And that thing went. And I was like, yep, that's about what I expected. Yeah. Do you think he'll start warming up now? I mean, does this, does this game change no. his whole life? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, 93 in a row from that range, bro. Like, I don't know that I would t- take this as a, cha- <laughs> a, a, a reason to change my life up. But, like, yeah. he missed it bad, though. <laughs> He's somewhere warming up right now. <laughs> warming up I, some cookies. I guarantee you between him and the dude at the Texas A&M kicker, both of them are, both of them are I mean, excuse me, the Arkansas kicker between oh, those two guys. yeah. Between them two guys, they terrible. probably are out somewhere right now kicking field goals because they feel so terrible about what happened. And I need to add Anders Carlson to that list because he missed three field goals in the game. Oh, he just got two, two re-kicks on him. Man. Arkansas could have put him in the dirt, man. They blew it. What a him. gift. What a gift, We'll, man. we'll, 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 we'll talk about get that. to that game in a minute. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland Brown, it's still wild that Mizzou fumbled Harson's pink. Wow. Like, I just – I was in – like, I mean, the concentration in certain moments that it takes where, like, again, a player just – there is a lot. Like, I, and I'm just – I'm not letting the guy off the hook for fumbling the ball. But, I mean, football is such a physical game, and you're trying to concentrate on details while you're exerting max physical energy. Right. And you reach out for that thing, and – you know, if you see the hands on some of these guys that can palm these footballs, like, I mean, it's more than just, like, running fast and jumping high and being strong. Like, some of them just have physical things that allow them to do things other players can't do. Or you see a basketball player palm a basketball. Not every player can palm one. And you reach out there like that, and he just didn't have that that extra little bit of grip while trying to reach at full speed. for And he dropped it. And it definitely, yeah. it definitely happens. So, like, I'm yeah, just, I, I feel awful for that kid. Yeah, man. Like, wow. Yeah, man. I, I, I was, I, I was joking with uh, our guy Auburn Memes. He and I were uh, talking after the game. I was joking with him about the only person in the world who knows how that kid feels is Ben Abomanu. Mm. Mm. Is that the same though? Dropping a wide open touchdown for the game and fumbling a ball away in the end zone for the game. Like that's you had close. it. You had it. That was the game. That's, oh, it's pretty that's close. Pretty, that's pretty similar. I don't know, man. It was very Deshaun Jackson-esque to me. No, but Deshaun like, Jackson threw it on purpose and it wasn't for the game. This is the game is over with if you don't fumble. The game is over with if you secure this catch. You were wide open in both scenarios. Now, it's yeah, done. But, but, yeah, but the game wouldn't have been over on Ben's touchdown. They still would have gotten the ball back. It's right it was over. It was going to be. It was going to be over if he if he had, he, had, the, he had caught the, it. The, the game did end though, and we lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is tough. I feel bad for that terror. I feel bad for that kid. And he had a good game. That's the. I, that's the, I think the most yeah. dejected. Yeah. Like yeah, what sure. people remember for is sure. that play and not how well he played the rest of that game. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Rick, appreciate you, man. He says going for it on fourth and down was about eating time, and, and that goes back to your uh, point, Ike. You didn't have a problem with the decision yeah. to go for it. It was just what we chose to run. Yeah, I don't have a problem because I think you should have drained more clock to make it where even if you end up kicking a field goal, hopefully it's a shorter field goal kick, right? Like, I like the decision to go for it. I hate the play call. Imani Smoot, my man. War Eagle, everybody. Brian Harson starting to make my head hurt. <laughs> 
Uh, Robbie is a shotgun read option QB with tempo with three or four wide out. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's literally all I'm saying. That, that seems like that is the most effective version of this offense with him at quarterback. And no shot to any of the other dudes, but like after Holden got in, it was I don't know if there is a and this is not an indictment on TJ. Like I don't know that he can be successful behind this O-line the way they're calling plays. Who who you're saying, Holden or TJ? TJ both either. I, I, mean, think, I think TJ is I done. I think TJ's decently. doing okay. Yeah, I think, T- I don't think TJ just horrible. TJ just can't turn the ball over. I was about to say right. that's no. TJ's, problem. TJ's problem is turnovers. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the power five opponents, I, I'm not sure I agree. Like, but between Penn State and Missouri, the way that people are gonna play us moving forward, if they're gonna call plays like this, it's only gonna get worse as the season goes on. And sure. no, they, I still think play calling sucks. Yeah. They, the the line seems no one to can be progressively getting worse. Yeah, I know. I don't think the line is getting progressively worse. I think people are selling out more on us as the season go on. Like they're just like we thought they were selling out against us with Bo Nix as quarterback. No, it's way different. Like they are they are committed to say you cannot throw the ball with you just can't. With less communication, though, like this line is worse. For though. sure. I mean, yeah. no, they're worse sure, than last sure. year. Yeah, yeah they're, sure. they're this, yeah. this line's easily worse than last year's. I give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Easily yeah. worse. So it's compounded. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, before we get to the uh, the giveaway, guys, Todd Jordan asks, "How long did it take Bruce Pearl to make a good team? It wasn't a year and a half, which seems to be what we are expecting." And yeah, you, I think people's expectations, unfortunately, for Brian Harson are clouded by the success we're seeing with Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Right? He he inherited a dumpster fire of a team, and they're they're looking good in year two under him. They looked good in their first year, so they're making comparative analysis in those ways about what we should be able to do in a in a single season and what he was able to do in a single season. Um, so you see that in Florida, Florida doesn't look awful in year one of their new head coach. So it's an it's a comparative analysis that people are making about what we have and how we're able to utilize them. The thing that I will say is completely different in both of those scenarios is the offensive line. Josh Heupel and the Florida offensive line and the Tennessee offensive line are both better than Auburn's offensive line. Yeah. And, and that's an important point to make because what we are missing in all of this is that Tennessee, while Jeremy Pruitt may have been a terrible head coach, and honestly, there's probably some some similarities between his do it my way, do my system thing and what we're seeing right now. But they had recruited very well, you know, sponsored by McDonald's and other venues, I'm sure. They got all the talent in. They were recruiting top 10. We have had a really, an uh, I don't want to say unprecedented. The recruiting and offensive line was not just not the best. It was not good. People who we had recruited transferred out quickly. We recruited a couple of O-linemen from like out west, like Arizona and Colorado, and they left. We were not good at offensive line. Florida had talent at offensive line. They were being mismanaged talent-wise, both by Pruitt at Tennessee and Mullen at Florida. We were down talent on the most critical position group necessary for an offense. That is the major difference between our programs. So as long as Josh Heupel could make a good quarterback pickup which he didn't hit in hooker in the transfer portal that was let's be clear he picked the wrong horse initially he did he did he He picked joe milton who was he thought joe milton was gonna be good for some reason so again like and this goes back to what mike says a lot 
making the decision about quarterback is not an exact science, man. Like it's hard to decide who's going to be the best quarterback. Joe Milton was terrible those first couple of games at games at Tennessee. Hey, he he hurt. Probably did he get hurt? Is that why they just just benched him? Okay. Yeah, probably probably doing no, well he in practice. Hurt. He got hurt in either game two or three. Yeah, when no. he came back and they put him back in the <laughs> starting lineup. Did and they? then they were just like, nah. Okay. But after how he moved, after how the offense moved with, with uh, what's his face, they were like, okay, it's enough of that. Yeah, him yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah, saying, but okay. like Joe Milton came back and they tried starting him again. And they were just like, yeah, no, nah, this other dude's just better. <laughs> like, we just going to go with the other one. Yeah, so like it makes me wonder, right, if JT Daniels doesn't get hurt last year. Does right. Kirby Smart stick with Stetson uh, Bennett? Or does, like, he, stick oh, oh, just, oh, or does he stick with JT Daniels yeah. long enough for them to not sti- win a national title, he right? He probably like, sticks with, with, with JT Daniels. Yeah, so they yeah. kind of lucked into it. And I just, I don't know, man. I just don't know that uh, it happens. You're going to make bad decisions. Things are, it's hard to project talent. You know, sometimes, you know, some sometimes a guy is obviously the best guy. And other times he's a practice warrior and it just doesn't translate to games. And I, you know, you get paid five million dollars to know the difference between the two. Yeah. You know, or if you get it wrong, you get you trade out of that quickly and get into the thing that's gonna work. So I really like we get a question at the presser. My question is going to be for about O line and and listen, man, you know, you're talking about yeah. competition, uh, like are you gonna do something I asked him there. in the post game about uh, offensive line, and he was pretty blunt in saying they haven't played well, and right. we've got to figure some things out. But the question is, now that he's watched the film, to your point, Mike, what's what does that, that mean? something different? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, is there some young guy on the bench that you can get into the game that maybe doesn't have the experience, but will just man up and play more physical and by move a guy off the ball? Right. Is that guy on? If he's not, he's not. But I just. I just don't know how you can continue this for these quarterbacks' sake. And then you know what happens to when you get when you when you struggle like this? You get the players trying to do that little extra that they shouldn't need to have to do, and then they get hurt. You get your quarterback running down the field trying to throw a block, trying to spring a guy because he feels like he has to. Right. If I, if I don't do this, if I don't give the little bit of extra, we may not score, we may not do well. And I, th- I think Robbie got juiced up off of that first time he did it. He was like, "Oh, I got a chance yeah, to go yeah. do it again." It's like, bro, no, yeah, yeah, you're, you're the starting QB right now. That yeah, we need yeah. that. Protect <laughs> your body, man. Protect, protect your body. He wasn't going to score on that play. Yeah, right. right. Like you know, right. protect your body and um, watch yourself, young man. Because it, it, like when I'm based on what Missouri did, I was like, and then when I saw hold it, I was like, oh, this guy Robbie's critical, critical. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, he, he so wasn't ready. The ball. Holding, yeah, holding, 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 and but but that that's why that's why I didn't want to see a two a two uh, QB system. Yeah, or I'm glad they, they didn't was do doing. that. Yeah. Like that's why uh-huh. I was like, I don't know if this kid. Well, so here's here's a question to that point, Caesar. Let's say TJ comes back and they proclaim him as the starter. Do they need to get rid of the two QB system altogether because you don't want to risk hurting both of them in the same game? Here, here's here's I guess the what I said last or yesterday why you wasn't here. I not I wasn't mad at the two QB system if that's what you're doing. I just didn't like how they utilized it. Again, it goes back to play it's, calling. I'm say, again. We're, we're beating this same drum. Yeah, yeah it goes right <laughs> back to that because yeah. in the red zone we saw Florida utilize it beautifully when they had Tim Tebow, yeah. but leak 
uh, had a time, had an opportunity to get into a flow when he was between the twenties. Right. And that's not what we're giving TJ. And that's just not fair to either QB in that regard. Yeah. I mean, I guess my whole thing is, um, because of the inflexibility and play calling, um, you have to, you have to call. I think now that we're into sec play, you have to call this different for TJ to protect him. But, you know, long developing reads is is not it. You know, you can do that, but you have to figure out a way to get the ball out of his hands faster, uh, give him more options. Tight ends coming out of a three-point standoff off the line isn't it. That's why I'm harping on the 12 personnel thing. It feels like those plays develop just a half second more slowly than he needs to get the ball out of his hands fast and find somebody rather than a receiver bursting off the line and hitting them on a slant or literally anything else. So I, I, I don't, I'm, if, if, if TJ gets back in there, I'm scared for him the way they're calling plays. I am. And even for Robbie, I'm scared for him too. Like he looks flat, exhausted at points during the game, just running away from people. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't, I don't know. We need to get Robbie a Red Bull sponsorship or something. Uh, because he needs some extra juice to get through this the way they're doing it. Um, he only threw 18 passes, but they actually called more than that for him. Right. Yeah, that's a sure. Fact. They sure. just turned the into yeah. runs because yeah. they had he had to. He had to. He was right. running. Right. Yeah, uh, some of those 18 passes were him throwing the ball away. Essentially. Correct. Yeah. Right. So I mean, he didn't have a bad day throwing the ball. No, he actually. I mean, as far as like completion percentage, he actually was pretty good. Now there was a couple of lucky ones in there. But, you know, other than the tipped pass in overtime, I didn't feel like he put the ball at risk. Uh, so he had a decent game from and, and, that, and it's like people are saying I, now a the coach's confidence in his ability to throw the ball versus his ability to throw the ball are actually two different things. Right. Right. Um, and I wouldn't point to a lack of throwing the ball as them not being confident in Robbie. As much as it is, I don't think that they're confident in what this offensive line can do to protect long enough for us to throw the ball. That's true. But again, the problem for me is it's because you've decided you're going to run stuff that requires them to protect for a long time. Right, yeah. If you're not going to run that stuff, it doesn't matter. Make the defense think. You haven't done anything to make them think. They're able to play fast and just come after you because you haven't done much of anything to make them think. Um, And I just don't know, you know, I think I saw Todd say this, the plays that we need, it's not they have to create a new playbook. They're in the playbook that exists. Mm -hmm. You just got to install them for the game and call them in the game. That's it. You don't have to reinvent anything. We saw RPO last year. Again, they exist in this playbook. They're there. You just need to install them for the game, then call them during the game. That's it. Throw away this other crap that you've been running. Yeah. Do we know what Tate Johnson's injury was? It's a shoulder thing. Um, That's I I actually, in my offensive line question to Harson, the um, uh, post-game presser, I asked him about Tate Johnson as well. They said they haven't done a full evaluation, so we'll probably know more by Monday where he is. But it was a shoulder injury. Mm. Mm. Coach Anderson, uh, appreciate the super chat. I hope the athletes continue to fight. No, it hasn't been perfect, and it's not going to be. They must stay together because the noise is only going to grow. Definitely hope that they stay unified. Keep pushing. What you got? I mean, this is another thing that I've seen people upset at Coach Harson about. Um, 
he made a statement about one of the biggest issues he's having is just keeping the players focused on their stuff and not the things the media and the fans are saying. And people were like, he's blaming the fans for the problems that the team is having. It's like, that's not not what he said. That's not what he's saying in that instance. He's saying, these are young men that are on social media, just like you all. The TJ Reeves are a perfect example of that. Right. Right. They're they're walking around campus. They hear this stuff too and it gets in their ears. This is the same. This is the same thing that rat people pray, right? praise Nick Saban for saying about mm-hmm. rat poison. But now, if Coach Harson says that he's blaming the fan, it's like y'all gotta chill, bro. Yeah. When you, y'all gotta like when you're, come when you're on, winning, man. everything hits right. 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 Yeah, right. It's like y'all gotta because chill, man. Like you're looking for reasons to be and mad. And again, right. by losing, we're talking three and one. Yeah, man. Let me tell yeah. you something. Uh, when <laughs> when you when you approach a pretty girl. And she is already attracted to you. Everything you say is smooth. Yeah. yeah. Right. If she has decided she is not, you're a, you were a creep before you walked up. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's a 100%. perfect analogy to the Brian Harson era so far. Yeah. Yeah. You can't <laughs> treat him analogy. like he's a creep. Stay yeah, out sure, my DMs yeah. unless I'm already attracted. Yeah. Unless to I right. already like you. Like, ooh, yeah. he's handsome, girl. Yeah. He told me he was gonna slap me in the face and push me down. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if if unattractive dude says that, then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, lock him up. He's a jerk. He's a creep. Yeah, like I mean, they're treating Harson like he's a creep, man. You're right. They're, you're looking for something there. I yeah. I don't especially I don't think with anything with with the, the the noise about how he his demeanor with the players or his his relationship, how affable he is. I thought that was nonsense because I watched Nick Saban be a very harsh and and coarse head coach. For really the first like seven, eight years, he started to ease up in his later years. And he's yeah. been a little more approachable. And, you know, you hear the stories about the D's nuts jokes. Six Saban was, by all accounts, a tyrant and working the players so hard. And that's why they had a lot of injuries, if you want to believe any of that stuff. But he won. It doesn't matter when you win. Didn't wasn't he barking at Maria Taylor on the field after they won a game to Before. open the season, after they won the championship? Where are you going to go with two or Jalen? I'm not going to answer. So quit asking. Everybody's like, oh, that's funny. You know, he's, he apologized <laughs> later. But it was, a, it was a big nothing. You know why? Because he won championships. Yeah. So we're, we're not really grading the behaviors and, and, and the points of what the coach has done or how he answers questions. We're grading how the fan base feels about the coach and the fact that he hasn't won. That's it. That's it in its entirety. I wish we could be more objective about what's a problem and what's not. The only problem so far with Harson, he's not winning. Well, yeah. he's not winning pretty. And he's not winning big games anymore. So that's what's going on. I asked Saban if he missed Gus at media days, and he didn't <laughs> bite my head off. <laughs> uh, but there was a time where he might have responded mm-hmm. very differently to that question. Yeah, it turned into a pretty lighthearted moment. But, you know, ultimately, you're, I mean, it's just, we're not just the biases let people take things a little bit too far. And, right. you know, he's getting a lot of heat for how he's handling like presses and stuff right now. But ultimately yeah. everything just sounds worse because everybody thinks it's worse. I would just caution if for some reason, if for some reason, this complete sunshine pump, they do turn it around. I wonder if those people will be able to let go of that. He gone bias. No. Or are they going no. to keep that same energy? You know, no. if they go into November six and two with a chance to do it again, right? I'm like, going to I'm going to absolutely say no because no. they're going to assume, and this is not even a poor assumption. So let me not say that I'm I'm they're wrong for this. That that was a fluke, right. and what we saw before that is actually the real 
person. And so people assume he's gone regardless of what happens the remainder of this season. So he could literally win every game from now into the remainder of the season and contend for a national championship. They'll swear that just means that he's going to go somewhere else as now a national title contending uh, head coach. I don't know if there's any truth to it because how can I predict what that man is going to do with his life? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 